0: The Apple Sox walk off the Corvallis Knights on Saturday night with a 5-4 victory at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. What a win for the Apple Sox. This game, we heard about it when we talked to coaching staff and the players after this one. had a real stale feel to it midway through. Wenatchee was trailing 4 to nothing going into the bottom of the fifth inning, and what we all kind of agreed upon was the turning point in this game came, in fact, in the top of the fifth inning. 4 to nothing at the time after an RBI single, by Corvallis catcher Luca DePaulo. He would go to second on a throwing error. It was a push-bunt put over to the first base side. The throw toward first was not in time. DePaulo reached base. The throw went into the Corvallis dugout and allowed a run to score and DePaulo to go to second. Reese Leitenberg would buckle down and get a strikeout after that, and that would retire the side and keep it simply a 4-0 game. This pitch is on the outside edge for called strike three at 91 miles per hour. Leitenberg gets the punch out, and the side is retired. At the time, didn't seem huge because Leitenberg hadn't been a completely sharp that whole inning because he had given up a hit-by-pitch but induced a double play before that, allowed a triple and then the single, but got the strikeout, and boy, would he pretty much roll from there. But before we even get to how he did, we have to talk about how the Apple Sox tied this one up. Two runs in the bottom of the fifth inning. First, they came with a one-out single by Grant Sherrod, who had reached base in all four of his plate appearances in this game. His second hit of the night put a man aboard, and then Cole Miller also picked up a single before Corey Gerald put Wenatchee on the board with a single of his own. And now Gerald at the plate trying to drive in a run. The 1-2 offering coming from Siegel. The right-hand fires. That swung on and lofted into center field. It will get down for a base hit. Sherrod comes in to score. Miller turns around second and heads to third. The Sox are on the board as Corey Jarrell picks up his fourth RBI of the summer. Three straight base hits here in the fifth inning. Runners still at first and third for Wenatchee as they are on the board and cut the deficit to three runs now. Three straight singles to open up that fifth inning and then Joeichiro Oyama would step up. He came into this game on a 12-game hitting streak, had potentially a chance to extend it and tie the game or get the Apple Sox a little bit closer. Instead, he put down a sacrifice bunt, and the Apple Sox cut the deficit in half to make it a 4-2 game. Oyama puts down a push bunt. Miller will come across and score. It's able to be fielded by Keljo and dropped over to first base to pick up the out there, but Oyama picks up an RBI on the sacrifice bunt. In the sixth inning, after Leitenberg retired the Knights in order in the top half, after a leadoff single, he picked off a runner and got a strikeout to end the inning. And he gets some swinging instead. A swing and a miss for strike three, and the Apple Sox are able to head into the bottom of the sixth without allowing any runs. In the bottom half, though, the Apple Sox would score two more runs. An RBI ground out by Enzo Apodaca, followed two batters later by a single up the middle from Cole Miller. And the pitch. Swung on, hit hard up the middle and this game is tied. A base hit to center field to score Arquette. 4-4 here in the 6th inning. And it's Miller time here at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. In total, 7 men came to the plate in the 6th inning. Wenatchee would strand 2. Runners at 1st and 2nd. But this game would remain tied going into the ninth inning and then all the way into the bottom half. And those final 4 innings of the game, the 6th through the ninth, Corvallis only collected two hits, and really that's when the Apple Sox did the bulk of their damage. The two runs before in the fifth, two in the sixth, and then finally in the ninth inning, Wenatchee was able to scratch across the game-winning run. Corey Gerald drew a leadoff walk. Joe Ichiro Oyama followed with a walk of his own. And then with runners at first and second, and a new pitcher on the bump, Duke Brotherton came in, and the first pitch that he served up ended the ballgame. Hallback Went two for five last night with a two RBI single in the ninth inning to tie the game up he would be stranded at second as the potential winning run. The first pitch to Hallback is swung on hit over towards second off the second baseman Lee into right field Gerald comes around from third he slides he's safe the Sox walk it off an error at second wins it for Wenatchee their first walk-off win of the season and their first win against Corvallis since June 12, 2018. The 12 game losing streak is dead and we've got a rubber match coming up tomorrow afternoon here at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. What a win on a wild night here on this Saturday evening in Wenatchee. Matt Hallback hit a very hard hit ball right over toward the second baseman, Mason Lee. It hit off of his glove and went into shallow right field and allowed Gerald to score the winning run from second base. So when Wenatchee picks up a 5-4 win the second game of the series between them and the Corvallis Knights. And the Apple Sox have a chance to play and take the series on Sunday afternoon at 1.05 p.m. when they will face the Knights in the rubber match. A heck of a series so far. The first game on Friday night, the Apple Sox lost in 10 innings, but they have a chance this time now to make up for that with a series victory by winning on Sunday. And we're joined first by the man who helped us get to that point. It was Reese Leitenberg. Five innings of relief. And, Reese, this is the second time you've done this this season. You told me a few weeks back in Edmonton, you actually kind of like coming on in relief a little bit more. What was your mentality coming out in this one, knowing you just kind of had to hold Corvallis at bay tonight?
1: I just wanted to come in and uh, keep the team in the game and just get quick out so then I could get the team in the dugout to hit and have them in the dugout for as long as they can and get those runs like they did for me early and then I just try to keep them in the game and then get them to the end and then we got it done in the ninth. Explain to me
0: you've told me before but explain to fans who haven't heard what is it you like about relieving so much in a situation like this you get an opportunity to come in and make a difference and what, what about this do you enjoy so much?
1: I just like to keep, when I come in, I just like to compete, and I get to come in in spots like this where the game's close and we have a chance to win, and I just like to keep the team in the game and try to do what I can to help my team win.
0: You had one run given up in that fifth inning, your first inning of work, in which you allowed the, the one single to come in after the, the triple before that, yeah. but you buckled down after that. What was your mindset? It felt like that strikeout to end the fifth inning was gigantic for you. Do you think that was kind of a turning point of knowing, you know, I'm going to limit this a little bit here to see what we can do, and, and I'm just going to try and make the best of a situation that hasn't started out the way I've wanted?
1: Yeah, I just I after that inning, my mentality was just to attack the leadoff hitter and get him out because he's the most important hitter of the inning. And after that, I just wanted to keep pounding the zone, get ahead in counts, and then get quick outs too. Awesome. Reese, this
0: is the second time you've gone five innings in relief. I mean, did you did you have to push to get the ball later on in this game as it was still really tight and we're getting down the stretch there? Did you have to kind of fight to get the baseball?
1: Uh, no, I actually felt really good. I was making sure I was stretching and doing all that in between innings and keeping my body loose. So when I got out there, got my five warm-up pitches and I was feeling good to go for the first batter.
0: And what's that like as the team's you know, battling down the stretch or getting a little bit closer and you're kind of are you getting more and more excited? You were pitching with more emotion as yeah. the team was drawing back.
1: Yeah, we just made some really good plays out on the field and I was getting a little adrenaline rush just watching my team go out there and make really good plays for me. So it gives me a lot of energy and it's exciting just to go out there with these guys and be in the same same team with them.
0: It's got to be a little strange for you. After an emotional one like this, you got to sit down and relax a little bit tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, are you still going to be as up in the dugout?
1: Yeah, I'm going to make sure to bring energy. we got a big game tomorrow. Let's we want to take a series from Corvallis, get some momentum going to the next series because that will be a big one too. So,
0: and Yes, it will be. Awesome. Well, Reese, thank you for joining us and heck of an outing here yeah. tonight. Thanks thank for... you. That was Reese Leitenberg joining us, and now we're going to chat with Matt Hallback, who was able to... I can't really call it a base hit. You can call it driving in the winning run, though. That's what Matt Hallback did, making contact on the first pitch of his at-bat. Start calling you Matty Ice (laughs) the way you've been the last couple days, batting with these pressure situations. What's going on? How do you slow everything down? Because last night you had the two RBI uh, game-tying single in the ninth. Tonight, similar spot. This time Corvallis was ready, but the ball still found its way into the outfield. Take me through how you slow things down in these types of situations.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've been in a lot of these situations where uh, the pressure's on the line, so I have, a lot, I have a good amount of experience, and it really just comes down to being confident and trusting your work and just treating like any other bat, uh, which is what I did. And stuck with my approach, and uh, good things happen.
0: Explain your approach. Is it kind of reaching out on a guy, maybe trying to go the opposite way? Is it not trying to just kill a fastball if you see it? What's going through your mind in that at-bat there?
2: Yeah, I like to keep my direction uh, right at the second baseman, kind of like what happened there. So they throw a fastball, and can hit it that way, and if they... Hang a slider, I can hit it the other way, and, um, yeah, I try to keep it simple and uh, let the ball get deep.
0: Eight-game hitting streak comes to an end. You still had a big factor in this game. I thought every at-bat you had was huge. You had that walk in the first inning. I mean, you know, take me through this one. It's a night where, in a way, you're going to look back at your numbers and go, it's not quite what I wanted, but the team won. How did you – how do you guys kind of do that? If you're having a night like that where you're going, it's not the only way I want." is it kind of just this at-bat's the only one that matters right now?
2: Yeah, it, that's exactly what it's like. Um I just try to be as consistent as possible and not worry about my previous at bats. And I mean, you know, hits come and go. Uh, sometimes you get unlucky. Uh, I hit a ball hard and it got caught. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just like my approach and not press, and uh, whatever happens, happens.
0: What was the biggest reason for you guys coming back in on this one? Halfway through, it, it was a strange feel, kind of had a stale feel. Corvallis mm-hmm. up 4 to nothing. You guys get two in the fifth, two in the sixth. What do you think really changed for you guys in the dugout?
2: Uh, I'd say a huge thing was the coaches today. I mean, they did a great job of turning this around. I got tell the dugout was getting a little bit quiet, um, especially like Marcus and stuff. He came in there and told us to stay in it, keep being confident. And uh, we had one inning where he broke through, and we kept it going. And once we got the momentum, I, I knew we were going to win it. Yeah,
0: it just felt like it was a matter of time. If you guys could just get a couple, then you could keep going. Yeah. What needs to be done tomorrow to get the series win?
2: I mean, we know what we got to do. It's going to be the same thing, just um, be us. Um, I think we showed today that we we, we can win against any team, so – we know we're good enough. Let's just be us, and uh, we'll win the game.
0: I think you guys have made some huge statements just these last two nights. Go get it done tomorrow, Matt. Thank Thanks you. for joining us. Thank you. We're joined now in the press box by the head coach of the Apple Sox, Mitch Darlington, who's got to be ecstatic after this one. A 5-4 to four walk-off win, not the prettiest type of victory, but a very effective one for you guys, Mitch. You got it done. This one was one that I, we just heard Matt Hallback talking about a moment ago. It kind of felt stale through the mid parts of this game. Something changed down the stretch, and it began with that two-run fifth and then two more runs in the sixth inning. Explain to me what changed for this team.
3: Yeah, I uh, I, I was feeling the same way. Um, you know, about through the fourth inning or so when Riley was kind of finishing up there, it just seemed stagnant, seemed dead. Um, and I think that inning where we got a big hit from Corey Gerald, got a guy to third, and then got a big hit from Cole Miller. Joe gets down a, a safety squeeze and scores our second run, and things just kind of slowly turned. They kind of led us back into the game there, and um, the guys just kind of, our dugout kind of got rolling, and, and the momentum just switched. I, I really can't explain it, to be honest with you.
0: It's hard to think of, like, one specific moment. That's what I was looking for once the game was over. I thought, well, what was the one moment? And I, I don't know if there exactly was one, but you guys kind of piece things together, and this was a... You won in a very Corvallis way. You you kind of put a couple of hits together. You ran the bases well. You put down, sacrifice bunts well. It felt like in a way to beat this team, you kind of had to see what they were doing right and say, you know, which one of those things can we do? What were some things you kind of learned just from coaching against them in that set? Do you agree it was kind of like a chess match, so to speak?
3: Yeah, I thought, uh, yeah, definitely felt like we were just managing the game a little tighter this game than uh, this series in general. Yeah. Um, when you're going against a good team, you you just don't have that luxury to have guys just be loose and sit and hit and go one through nine and just play the game. You gotta you gotta get bunts down. You gotta do little things. You gotta hit and run. You gotta find ways to get guys in motion, um, especially when your offense is a little stagnant there early on. You've Got to find ways to get runners on. And um, our guys just battled, man. Um, just overall, man. The Lord works in mysterious ways. Last night. Uh, you would not have wanted to be my wife on that drive home back to Chelan. I mean, I just, I, we were going through every situation of what we did wrong and what I could have done. And um, it just felt like we last night let them off the hook. And um, uh, just, it was just uh, everybody in the dugout, everyone today, just, it still felt like almost like a hangover from last night. We just kind of had a gross feeling in our stomachs of, God, we had them right where we wanted them with a chance to go win that game, and, and we just we flat out just let them off the hook. And, um, and tonight it was kind of a reverse of that. It felt like they had us, and, um, and then we kind of just stormed back and found a way to get a win.
0: I guess if we had to pick a turning point, and I said it to Reese when he joined me before, I thought maybe it was his strikeout to end the fifth inning. Giving up an RBI single that allowed uh, DePaulo to reach base, that scored a run. He went to second on a throwing error after that single, Things could have gotten really bad at that point. Could have really spiraled out of control. Four to nothing at that point. Instead, he strikes out the last hitter. We go to the bottom of the fifth. You get two. You get two more. And then you get the game winner in the ninth. How how huge was Leitenberg for you in this one? Because he had a rough first inning, but he went four scoreless after that for a five-inning effort.
3: Yeah, he uh, he's one of the quietest kids, but that dude is a flat-out competitor. Yeah. Um. What a, what a night for him. Um, just like you said, an unsung hero. I mean, uh, Matt Matt Hallback's going to get a lot of the credit here, and they're going to remember him for the walk-off hit. But Reese, man, coming in and just grinding through those innings and just kept throwing up zeros for us. Um, man, man, what a, what a performance by him. This wasn't the type of night for you guys
0: where offensively you just went out and you, know, you finish with seven hits, your out hit which usually that hasn't led to victories when you guys get out hit, but you were kind of pesky. You drew some walks, and you put down bunts as well, which, again, that's something Corvallis is notorious for, so you've been able to do that as well. Talk to me about how it was kind of a different night for you at the plate. What kind of things were you preaching any type of different approaches to some of your plates? Cause, to your players? Because it's not too often that Matt Hallback and Joichiro Oyama go a combined 0-7, for 7 and the Apple Sox win. So something had to change tonight.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, honestly, a lot of this is just we're figuring out who we are as a lineup, um, and and we're adapting. Uh, I think, uh, you know, the best lineups, the best teams, they adapt and change. They aren't stuck in their ways. They don't do the same thing over and over again, so... Like I said before, you know, when, when when you're not hitting it and you're not hitting doubles and scoring guys from first and uh, running balls out of the yard, you got you still got to find a way to get runs up. And uh, and a credit to our lineup is that we can score in a lot of different ways. We have guys that can that can swing it, but, um, I mean, a guy like Joe, for example, one of the hottest hitters in the league, I think he laid down two bunts or I know one at least for sure tonight and, and just had unselfish at-bats all night. Um, and that's what it takes. That's what it takes to have a good ball club. You set up a
0: rubber match tomorrow, a chance to take two or three against the Corvallis Knights. Home field dominance has been something you've been preaching from the beginning after winning each of the first uh, five of the first six games at home instead. But you guys have been preaching that importance of taking care of business at home. What has to be done tomorrow to win this series?
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bringing that same energy from tonight. um, You know, we got Davis Spencer on the bump tomorrow. It'll be his first start of the season. Um, and I know our guys love to play behind him. He he brings a lot of energy himself. So um, just uh, just going out there and, and finding a way to win a game. Uh, you know, just you got to go take it. Nothing's given in this league. So got to go find a way to just get it done.
0: Well, Mitch, thank you for joining us. Go get it done tomorrow.
3: Awesome. Thank you, Joel. Prior
0: to Saturday's game, I had a chance to catch up with Apple Sox Southpaw and Connor Wilson. Give a listen. I'm Joel Norman, and we're joined by Apple Sox pitcher Connor Wilson, who a couple days ago had a really good outing out of the bullpen. And Connor, let's start by talking about that. Two innings from you, three strikeouts in that time, including a strikeout to end it. It's always fun closing out a victory. That had to feel pretty special for you.
2: Yeah, it was nice. Uh, we were up by a lot, so it was easy just to go out there, throw strikes, and let, just let them get out by themselves. So. Is it kind of nice to go into an outing like that, knowing, look, I've
0: got a little bit of wiggle room here. I can kind of just go out and not really pitch scared or anything like that? Yeah, it's really
2: nice when you have a big lead, just go out there and shove, throw strikes, and let them hit it.
0: Let's talk about that. You know, it's it's nice for you to get into that type of outing. It's been nice for you being with the Sox this year. You had a busy summer last year. I don't mm-hmm. know how many fans here realize. I'm sure people from Chelan know that. But you had a busy year. You played with three different teams in and outside of the west coast league last summer what does it mean having a little bit more stability this time of the year just being with the Apple Sox since the beginning of the season until now
2: it's really nice it's a lot easier to get better have your family come watch you yeah. it's it's a lot nicer to come here and play closer to home
0: and let's talk about that you are playing very close to home what does it mean to be nearby and having people your dad even threw out a first pitch earlier mm-hmm. this season how cool is that knowing you've got a few more faces in the stands because you're a little bit closer
2: oh no yeah it's super cool i mean i love playing in front of people that I know and playing in front of people from Chelan and representing.
0: Absolutely. So you're heading to Ottawa University at Surprise as we're chatting with Connor Wilson ahead of tonight's game between the Apple Sox and the Corvallis Knights. You're transferring over there after a couple of years at Yankoma Valley. What excites you about that program, besides obviously some incredible weather
2: all year round? No, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to go down there, first of all, because of the weather. I'm tired of playing baseball in the cold. (laughs) But yeah, we get to play on the spring training facilities. And I don't know. Arizona is a great baseball environment, so I'm ready to go down there and get to experience that. And remind me, whose facilities is that that that's at in Surprise? Uh, The Rangers and the
0: Royals. Okay, I imagine that was part of their selling point to you, right? Yeah. Yep, yep, (laughs) definitely was, definitely was. Awesome. Well, Connor, thank you for joining us here today, and hey, have a great fall after the summer as well. Sweet, thank you, appreciate it. That'll do it for this edition of the Apple Sox podcast. Quick turnaround as the Apple Sox take on the Knights on Sunday at 1.05 p.m., in the rubber match. Hope to see you at the ballpark, but if you can't make it, make sure to tune in at kcsyfm.com. I'm Joel Norman, and thank you again for tuning in to the Apple Sox podcast.